Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. My name is Callan. How are you guys doing today? I am doing fantastic because today I have a very, very special episode for you because we have a very special guest who has written over 30 books, I think. Uh, she has written books such as, God damn it, Maxwell. Uh, she's written books such as just Jane's, just Jane, Boys of Burlesque, and the Searcher series. She's also co-written with author, authors such as Rebecca Royce and Autumn Reed. Please welcome Ripley Prospina. Hello. Hello. I'm happy to be here. Super nervous, but really happy. I, I feel like just nervous giggles have to come out because it's gonna like do that through like the entire thing and. I've experienced nervous giggles so much. Like my mom is the worst person with nervous giggles. Uh, we went to we went to Disney a couple. God, I think I was like ten or something. And uh, my parents took us on this ride. I have no idea why they did this, but it was like alien attack or something like this. So we're strapped in to this ride where this alien's going around killing everyone. We hear it breathe on the back of our neck. Like, it, it was the most traumatizing thing. So my parents are walking us out. Me and my brother and my sister, we're all crying hysterically. My gosh. My dad's looking around because everyone's giving them just these judgmental looks. And my mom starts laughing. <laughs> so fucking nervous. <laughs> oh, I love it. I used to laugh in church all the time. Uh, and my brother was just he was so great at getting me going he would just make a look at me and that was it I mean I remember I remember one time like shaking the pew really hard and my mom like doing that you know that almost like the seatbelt stop or you know the mom that moms are really good at and but she couldn't reach me to like smack me but yes yeah, so don't please don't worry <laughs> my mom did that to us all the time in church I want to say a couple of our aunts did that as well because you've got little kids that they don't want to do anything in church they're supposed to sit there and sit still no and it just takes one awkward moment oh, and God. for us we were always um see, see i have to like hand myself um it i it was always around like when the choir would start to sing um and then we would just we would just lose it and i yeah there just probably is aid going to her yeah in church the choir was the only part we weren't allowed to laugh at because my grandmother sang in the choir so it was like we were laughing at her and we would have been smacked upside the head for yeah. sure yeah yeah i guess <laughs> so i want to tell you like the first book that i read of yours was uh wild beauty sleeps like it was yeah. so good and then after that i went on to um I, I, I kind of fell in love with like your writing style and everything. And so then, uh, thank I, you so much. It's lots to hear. And then I went to, uh, midnight crown was the next one and fell in love with Briar and that one totally. And then I just kind of went through, I haven't read all of your work yet, but I've read quite a number. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I, um, I start my very first book that I wrote was um, Finding Honor. And when you when I go back and I read, um, I, I considered like sort of like redoing it because there are times where I read through and I'm like, oh, I don't I don't like the way that sounds. If I could just change it a little bit, then I'll just I'll just upload it again. But um, yeah, like I just fall in love with the characters once I start writing them and then um, if I leave them for any period of time, I kind of imagine them like just kind of like hanging out in whatever pose I left them in, just like tapping their foot. Like, are you going to get back to this? Because we have things to do. <laughs> how how exactly did you get into writing? Um, so I I wrote most of my life. Like, there's somewhere in my mom's house a box of like really you know fourth grade 
version of me and like all the guys from Newsies or something like that. Like it was obviously wasn't writing reverse hair, but I had a huge crush on different people. And so I would write stories where like they featured. Um, and then um, I kind of like, I left it for a while when, you know, things like in life get busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to school and um, didn't, you know, I didn't think that I would be able to be a writer and sort of like take care of myself at the same time. Um, but I still, you know, I really loved it. And I came to the point where I was like, feeling like I needed to do something more creative than what I was doing in my daily life. And I went back to it and it was just like, oh, this is, this is what like feeds my soul. Like, and then I just did it for me. And so the idea of like sending it to the, you know, having people read it was really scary, but um, I found an amazing critique partner who helped me sort of like work on all of the nuts and bolts of it. Now, do you use like any of your family to help like build a character or, or critique your work or does your family not read any of your works or anything like that? So, um, my mom reads (laughs) and it's, it's, you know, you would think at my age, I would be over being embarrassed, but like, and so my, my mom actually tends to, she'll figure into some of my stories. Like the one that I wrote, um, the Darkest Fall is about, um, takes place in New England. And I based a lot of the um, family of the character um, in that book around my family where, um, you know, first generation in this country. And um, so like, there's a lot of like saints and um, prayers and things like that, 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 that side of the family really did a lot. And so I pulled from that. And then my mom is just kind of a character and I feel like she gives me a lot of, uh, I don't know, <laughs> food for uh, character development. Yeah, I, I can tell you without a doubt, none of my family ever listens to the podcast. I can, and if they did, the one thing my mom would, my mom would tell me the entire time is, you cuss way too much. Jesus. <laughs> it's like. I, I'm I'm pretty sure I've reached the age where I'm where I'm allowed to do that, right? Unless that's still a no. Right. No, I think I think you can you can do it. I, I mean, I think it's it, you should you should have your mom on here and you can talk books. I I tried. I had I tried to get her on. Uh, I think it was like around Christmas. I'm just like just do an intro with me because I want to talk about Christmas mm-hmm. and like how you grew up because she's one of eight kids. Like how my grandparents survived that I don't know. Especially because it was a house with only one bathroom, so I don't know how any of them did anything because there was five girls, three boys. I'm just like oh god. That sounds like a party. <laughs> it it probably I've heard so many stories to where one of my uncles, um, they my grandparents used to live out in the country, so one of my uncles burnt down the uh, cornfield twice on accident. Uh, I guess he was trying to um, get a girl to go out with him. I'm just like how how yeah. burning a cornfield equal that, but but she ended up dating him so I'm just like that must have worked out well uh right yeah to another story of where uh two of my uncles stole beer because they would go to the parties and get like the gallon jugs of beer from wherever and then projectile vomiting out of their bedroom window as my grandparents are coming back home just I'm just like just come on and just say those stories no (laughs) no but who knows they might be like still keeping there might be one party that they're still afraid of getting busted for and uh if they give it up their parents around that that aren't going to be happy there's parents have power no matter how old you are yeah like there's sometimes where like my grandpa will give like my mom or one of my other aunts a look and they're just like yeah we're gonna stop talking about that right now yeah (laughs) (laughs) that makes total sense Oh, true. Oh, yeah. Um, so when you also co-write with mostly with Rebecca Royce, right? Yeah. 
How does that work? Do you guys just do chapter by chapter or do you work so far into a book or? So Rebecca um, is my also my critique partner. So when I write, I send her my work. So there have been times where um, our editors will be like, this sounds like I'll have a line. And she'll go, this sounds like a Rebecca line. And I'm like, it's like you start to um, morph your voices together. But when we write together, both of us are... Um, Cancers. So we like just sort of see where the story takes us and then go back when we're editing to like fix, you know, um, plot holes or things like that. But we'll write only 500 words each. So it's really like, you know, about a page single spaced and then we go back and forth and back and forth. And just she, there have been times like um, when we were writing Lightning Strikes, mm-hmm. the series with the zombies. Um, where she took it in a in in just five hundred words, she took it in a totally different direction. Like I had it all, I thought I was so clever. I had it all set up to go one way, and she comes in and just like bangs a hard left, and I was like, now what? Like this is totally different than what I where I thought I was going. But it makes it really fun because it's almost like a choose your own adventure. Uh, I hear five hundred words. I'm just oh, that's a couple pages. Only like a page and a half. What the hell. So I'm just like, my counting's way off, or there's a lot of, like, small words in there. <laughs> it's hard because you sort of end, like, you might actually just start to get going into an idea, but we try to keep it that way. And I think that helps with making us have um, a unique voice that's not my voice or her voice, but, but one that is both of ours, so... Now, do you, I, I know that you've also written, I, I think it was for a, uh, like a paranormal prison series with like Autumn Reed. Now, do you, are you yes. on co-writing with anyone else besides those two or just going to stick with mostly just Rebecca? Well, I mean, I always have like, you know, wishes and hopes for people, but I would never I'm too shy to ask like it and it's it takes a lot for me to reach out to somebody there was an author that I'm reading right now um her name is Jamie Bennett and she writes um contemporary sports romance and oh my god I'm just like blowing through her entire catalog and I like labored for weeks I'm like I just have to tell her I love her books because but it it took a lot like I really had to psych myself up and I actually copied and pasted my message and sent it to autumn and i said if i sent this to you would you think i was creepy or would you like respond (laughs) so so i do i have other people i would love to write with but i haven't like i haven't asked you're still trying like build up that courage almost yeah Yeah. So, so you've written so far about zombies about uh burlesque uh basically people finding each other is there one uh one thing that you haven't gone into that you want to like sports or, or medicine or anything like that? Um, so I've, the one thing that I've tried and I, and it was really, really hard that I'd like to try again with a little more thought is, um, science fiction. So, um, Rebecca Royce is amazing at writing sci-fi romance, like, and world building. But when I, I do it like I love science and Briar and Midnight's Crown was like I love the biology and the DNA and technology but sci-fi is like a whole different part of your brain and um, I'd love to go back to it because I think that it was a real challenge for me Um, but I'd love to like create a world from scratch where there are like the rules of gravity and um, motion and you know human biology none of that plays you can just make things the way you want to make them so i think i'd like to do that i i i've tried my hand at writing myself and i'm just like it's not working like i not i've like i tried doing short stories i'm just like no so usually if i if i do tend to write it's mostly like poetry based which i'm fine with i i my own little brag to to was uh is uh, uh when i was 
God, I think it was like 13 or 14. I've actually had two poems published and I'm just like, awesome. Can I recreate that? No, God, I tried, but no. Well, the, gone. It's well, it's like you get into your own head too, when you start writing and you start, if I, if I freeze, let me know. It says my internet's unstable. That's what happens when you live in the world. Yeah, you get into your own head a little bit more and you start like, there's a lot of doubt that comes into it. Like, so when you're, when you're younger, it's like, you just do it because you have all these big feelings and you want to get it out. Mm -hmm. So you should keep trying though, because even if you don't write a whole story, if you write a scene or you write like a dialogue that you really like, that's, that's writing, you know, that's how you get to the, well, I would. I went back a couple of years ago and I reread uh, what I had uh, what I had written. I'm just like, how the hell did these things get published? None of it makes any sense. None of it's any in any sort of format. What were they thinking? Oh, <laughs> you got to be a little kinder to yourself. I think that um, there, I you know, we're we're our harshest critics. So. Yes. Sometimes it's difficult to take yourself out of the uh, equation when you're reading what you've done. Now, you're you the only third author I've ever actually had the pleasure of talking to. I've, I've met, um, the first author I met was actually a uh, child's book author named Helen Lester. Uh -huh. And then I've also met numerous times the author... Um, Catherine Clark. I don't know if that name rings a bell. I, I, I know lots of titles, so <laughs> sometimes I, oh, I get, uh, I won't remember the author, but I'll remember a series. She writes, she writes more of, um, uh, young adult mm -hmm. sort of things. And the, like, I, I like to, uh, we've got so many signed books from her but that's only because um, my uncle married her. <laughs> so we're not like, yeah. So then we're just like, sweet. My sister like to do like the subtle brag of, oh, you're reading my aunt's books, like shit like that all the time. And I'm just like, Maddie, please stop. Oh, it's a, it's a cool flex. <laughs> it is. And then, and then people are just like, yeah, we don't know who that is. Oh, I froze. So you are in Vermont? Mm-hmm. Yep. How mm -hmm. is... Uh, how is how is the weather up there? I've never the the closest I've been was I was in New York for like four hours once. That's the closest to Vermont I've ever been. Um, so right now we kind of have like this this humidity and heat wave happening, um, but we you know we have we have five seasons. We have summer, fall, winter, mud season, spring. Um, yeah. So, but winter lasts about nine months and it goes on and on. And then we have like three weeks where it's super muddy and you can't get your car down the driveway. And then it's summer and then you blink and it's winter again. But there's actually a couple of weeks where it's really pretty with fall. So, yeah, sweater weather. <laughs> Everyone loves sweater weather. I feel like, because I'm in Ohio, so uh -huh. we're constantly like, in for us, I don't know if it's the same with Vermont, but we like to say Ohio is bipolar because in one week we can have all five seasons, and we've had that before. Um, we've had it yeah. where it snowed one day, the next day it snowed one day, the next day it was 60 degrees out, then it was rainy, and then it was like 40. So I'm just like, huh, I don't get this weather, like, I, I don't, I just don't get Ohio in general. I've been to, when I go to other states, it's funny how you get used to, like, the way, I always wonder, we have this, like, you know, all those sort of, like, farmers, almanacky kind of things here, like, if the cows are sitting down, then it means it's going to rain, and yeah. I always wonder, when you go to other states, <laughs> what, it's, what do they say that, like, what's sitting down in Ohio so you know it rains, or is there a tornado or something? No, it's, it's cows. Um, <laughs> we still have cows that we do that for. Are you near the Kentucky border? Like, where are you in Ohio? So I am about an hour and a half away from Detroit, Michigan. Oh, okay. 
So I'm I'm northern. I'm like a northwest Ohio. Cool. Yeah. yeah, the author that I'm reading right now is she's all about Detroit and uh, like it's funny how the world just all morphs like all of these different little signs and there you go. <laughs> Excuse the screaming. My kid is playing video games. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. So you your son was quarantined then. I'm and and how was that with working on books? I. I don't know if you work or if you write full time and then, you know, so then you were, I actually have a, I have a day job, but I really love it. Um, so I'm, I'm lucky cause I get the best of both worlds cause I can write and, um, it's, it's, I'm doing what I love. I work in, um, preschools. So I, uh, I, uh, went to school to be a speech pathologist, um, speech therapist and, so that's what I do during the day. And then my weekends and nights, I write. Um, when we had, last year, we had a hybrid. So our the kids were at school two days a week and then home three days a week. It was, it was something. Because I'm just like, I, as soon as they were talking about like all this, like my sister's the youngest of us and right now she's 27. So, like, we had no kids in school, so we didn't know how to, we didn't have to figure that in, but I, I know I was laid off from work for three months last year, and I'm just like, I don't, I, I've got no kids to take care of, I have a dog, but having to, I, I knew it would be hard, like, helping the kids, helping the children with school, trying to do your own work, and everything else, I'm just like, I, I would go insane by the end of the day. <laughs> At first, it was like heaven because I was at home and I couldn't leave my home. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been waiting my whole life for somebody to say, stay home. Um, it's my favorite place. you know. <laughs> Some people love to travel. I love to stay home. Um, but then after a while, it was like um, it was it was like when work the when work kind of intruded in into your home and then you didn't have that, like you, you lost the balance of you leave work at work and then home is home and everything was home. So like that piece wasn't my favorite, but, um, but writing is just like, it's like a, not a break because it's hard, but it's like, um, I get to just kind of go off in my own world for a while. And, um, I don't know. I, I just love it. I love it so much. Even when it's really, really hard, I just love it. Now, how often do you actually, because I, I don't know how often you write a week, but how often do you get to actually just like sit back and just read a book? So there are times where it's like guilt inducing because all I want to do is read. Um, but like I read a lot. So I read anytime like I eat lunch, I'm reading on my phone. Um, I have like some of the books that I have from me when I was little, like I loved, I don't know if you read Anna Green Gables and Ellen Montgomery, um, but I love, those. I love those books. And um, there are, I was like notoriously getting in trouble for bringing them to dinner. So it hasn't much, it hasn't really changed. I still have my phone and it's like, I have to make sure I put it away and I stop reading for a while. But um, yeah, there are times where I feel guilty. Like I should be writing. I shouldn't be reading, but then I just, like, I find something I love so much, I just want to, like, inhale it. I, the same, like, there's some series where you just, like, get into it, then you read it, then you're just like, where did the last three hours go? Yes. Oh, that's the best feeling, though, when you're just totally immersed. That's, oh, it's, like, such an ex and authors for the first time, and I'm like, oh, my God, they have 30 books? Thank God. <laughs> so, there's yeah, there's some series that I'll go to read. I'm just like, there's nine books in this. Do I really want to try to read this? And I get into it and I'm just like, yes, I do. <laughs> and then yes. three days later, all nine books are gone. I'm just like, well, shit, what am I going to do now? Well, it's really hard when they're not finished either. Like um, like the traditionally published books like Outlander or um, Akatar, like they, those, when people are, you know, dying for the next book to come out. I have to wait till the series is done. If I hear like, this is the most amazing series you have to read. How many 
<laughs> if there are seven and there are only five published, then I have to wait for a while. Because um, that was kind of me growing up with like the Harry Potter series. That was like the series that actually really got me into reading because I hated reading as a kid. I absolutely hated it. I had I actually had a tutor because my reading was so bad because I never wanted to do it because I had such a hard time with it. And then I got into like the Harry Potter books, but then I had to keep on waiting for them to come out. I'm just like, this is not fun anymore. Just just get them out now. You're, I mean, I remember how exciting it was when they came out and they would have the midnight releases and mm-hmm. it was it was like a huge event. Oh, yeah. Me and my brother and a couple of our friends, we've actually gotten locked inside Walmart because they had to close real quick to open back up for like the midnight release. So we were locked inside the store waiting for the books to come out. Well, that's a good than outside. At least you were first in line. True. So we had like 40 other people with us and then it was like, hurry up, find where they are. And then you kind of just like stand all around it. And then we had to figure out, well, do we want to get one copy? Do we want to get two? My brother's such a slow reader. And I'm just like, oh, I hate that. I hate it. Well, it's funny you say that because I think of like, even just going to the library, hoping um, a book would be there of a series. And then, um, but now it's like, everything is just at our fingertips. Like, especially with like eBooks, you can just, you don't have to wait for anything. It's the best for people who love to read. Because oh. now, like, I remember growing up, my I used to just, like, camp out in my room with a book and just read. And my parents would yell at me, be just like, oh, you, you need to come downstairs and spend time with the family. Do I have to? Can I just, like, finish this book real quick? Like, I'm sorry, Dumbledore is Hogwarts right now. So <laughs> I got to see where this goes. Um, my mom walked walked in my room one day. She goes, "Why are you crying? Dumbledore just died. How can I not cry?" I have such mixed feelings about Dumbledore now. I wish I he was one of those like good bad guys or bad good guys. Yeah, he. I don't know how you would define him as a character if you would like if he would be like a hero, an anti-hero. I I don't I don't know because I mean. He was like the best of both worlds in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. That was tough. She didn't let like. Uh, she didn't make him easy by any means. God no. And then a lot of people were up in arms, especially when she said uh, Dumbledore was gay. And I'm just like, you could kind of tell that, especially in like the seventh book when they talked about the letters between him and Grindelwald. I I don't remember. I remember her saying that, but then I, I don't remember what it was that she was referencing. Ah. I I'm a huge book and but Harry Potter nerd. I actually have like a half sleeve just dedicated to Harry Potter. So my mom is just like, Are you sure you want to get that? I go, Yes, I am positively sure. So what's your half then? I've got uh, oh god there's just not right. enough arm movement for this <laughs> it's we can't like 360 no, degree turn like, i'm just like I, my arm's not my, my shoulder's not double jointed so there's not a lot in it but i actually i have one part of it where it's not harry potter it's actually a book uh or it's actually a quote from one of rebecca's books oh, it's, um, you have to tell her that she will love it i have oh, it um Mind. Uh, uh, crash into destiny. I have the quote that says, "You can't let you can't let the fear of a terrible thing stop you from embracing the possibility of greatness." So I absolutely love that quote, and, and it and it's like for like any everyday thing, I'm just like, this is perfect. So yeah, you you have to reach out and tell her, take a picture because that's gonna. I don't know if you already have, but I think I did like right after I got it, but it was like too red and puffy to actually see it to read what it was. That's like every author's dream is that they somebody loves your book enough that they put it on their body forever. <laughs> That's amazing. So um what I, I I don't know if you heard I um so what house are you then if you're such a if you're a Harry Potter fan? I'm a Ravenclaw. 
You're Ravenclaw. Yeah. Surprised the hell out of me. I'm just like, but they're supposed to be like really smart and like, I'm, I'm so, so. <laughs> but they're very good problem solvers and are logical too. So very so, so on that as well. I have done many <laughs> <of> dumb things. <laughs> but have you done them, done them twice? So maybe learn from it. I've done them a couple times. <laughs> well, in that case, <laughs> I guess the hat did make a mistake. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just like, I should have probably been in Hufflepuff instead. I think I'd be in Hufflepuff. I thought for the longest time, I'm just like, Gryffindor sounds awesome. I'm just like, but they have to do a lot of stuff that I don't want to do. Like, I don't want to be brave and courageous all the time. No. Hell, I saw a spider the other day I screamed and ran. I always pictured, um, you know, when they go behind the pictures and then they have their, like, area of, like, this is the Slytherin house and this is the the Gryffindor house. I always pictured Hufflepuff with, like, lava lamps and bean bags, And I was like, yeah, like, I think that's where I'd want to sit. Yeah, well, they, they said in the books that uh, Hufflepuff was right next to the kitchen. So I'm just like, you know, they're, you know, they're doing something where they got the munchies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking I'm always hungry. <laughs> it's like with, um, like Lord of the Rings. I was like, I think I'd be a hobbit. I tried to read the Lord of the Rings. I love the movies. I just couldn't get into the books. I just don't know what it is about it. There's sometimes where like where it's like a, a world building where I have just a hard time getting into it. Mm -hmm. I didn't read The Hobbit. I read. I went right into the Lord of the Rings um, trilogy, and it it did take me a while. That was one of the with a few books where it was like I was like I don't know if I'm smart enough for this series. Oh, I was one of the few. There are a lot like that. <laughs> I was very happy in high school that I didn't have a, a a certain English teacher for like I think it was like my sophomore year because for an entire semester she had all the kids read the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'm just like no hard pass, hard pass. Yeah, yeah. And any any author who can create their own language is next level. Oh yeah. I don't know. I was always, I was impressed, but I still, it was, it was a, I slogged through some of it. Other parts I adored, like there was this character called Quickbeam and he was an Ent, but he was a young Ent. And I don't know. I just found that like fascinating. Like he was like a humanish tree. Huh. <laughs> so so it's like a random secondary character who doesn't really, He's not like a huge part of the story, but it's I. And you can ask, if you ever talk to Rebecca Royce, you can um, ask her what I think about secondary characters because I'm always when I read her books, I'm like, what about that guy that dropped off the um, takeout? Like he seems like he could be a good hero. Or um, there's a. Um, have you read her series, um, the Warrior series that she wrote? I haven't yet. So it's really, really good. And it's it's YA, but it morphs into adult. And um, it's dystopian. And it's the, the first time I read it, I was like, I can't believe this isn't like huge. It's, it's an amazing series. And there was a character in there that I felt like just could really be redeemed. And she, he was a bad, bad dude. And I was like, Rebecca, can we just please, can you do something with him? I just hate to see his life end this way. And she's like, oh my God, and rip. Like, this, no, this is how it goes. And then she ended up, she ended up, because she, she's a good friend. She brought him back for me. <laughs> but, no spoiler. Um, has there been any, um, book or series that you've read where you're just like they need to make this into like a, a mini series or a, or a movie yeah oh my gosh so many so many um i you want me to list 
<laughs> like I love, um, so, you know, I'm, I'm partial to Rebecca's books for sure. Um, and Autumn Reed, um, Autumn's Scarlet. Have you, I don't know if you've read that. It's a contemporary, um, reverse harem. It, it is so good. I could see that being like, I would watch that movie. Absolutely. The last, and then, um, you know, Rebecca's Wings of Darkness for oh. sure. I, I asked her one day, I, I messaged her, on, or not messaged her, but I, I wrote a post on her Facebook group, and I'm just like, you know, I'm pick, I'm trying to picture Artemis, and all I can think of is, like, the Millennium Falcon with how big it is, and it's just like, you just run around, and then she goes, no, it's, it looks more like this, I'm just like, that is not what I was picturing at all. <laughs> I picture it as like a, a, what is, what's the really, really long one in Star Wars? Star Wars? Um, oh my god like the um the, like the commander ship this, isn't it a star a star destroyer oh. well like like pushed oh yeah the star destroyer like the wings on the side with like the ball in the middle i think that's a i think that's a tie fight i don't know they're, they're <laughs> it's okay <spaceships. laughs> look some of us didn't have a lot of friends <laughs> So we watched a lot of TV and read a lot of books. So please don't feel bad about it. Oh, you haven't no. memorized Star Wars vocabulary. My mom babysat when I was eight to when I was 16. So we constantly had to like find movies to watch with the kids. So we did a lot of like Star Wars, but it was like the earlier episodes of four, five, and six. For some reason, she let us do Liar, Liar, and Big Daddy with like four-year-olds probably should never have watched it with them but, <laughs> I mean we, oh gosh, don't quote me daddy <laughs> hip-hop hip-hop anonymous how do you give them all the easy ones <laughs> we, we used yeah. to like me and my siblings we used to like constantly just try to one-off each other with like movie quotes and we did a lot of Liar, liar, Big Daddy, and especially a lot of Austin Powers. So much Austin Powers. Yeah. We did that too. I think even now, it's like, you know, in Vermont, it's like freaking freezing. We're always, he's just become part of our our day to day. So the last book that we did on, on the series was a book that I'm just like, it has to be made into like a movie now, which was Worth It by uh, C.M. Owens and S.M. Shade. I'm sorry, but that has to be made into like some sort of mini series or movie because there's, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> those are, those are, those are good. Those are, I love those as series too. Yeah. A good comedy with a, a great, you know, main character who's a bit of a firecracker is always awesome yeah because even if you take like sm shades uh uh violent circle series and try to make that into like uh, a series of some sort like movie series or some sort i'm like uh, there's one time i had to put it down and run to the bathroom because i was laughing so hard i almost peed myself oh my god that's great <laughs> Sorry, that's a little bit TMI. Well, no, no, no. It's really funny. But um, Cora Lee June, her Sunshine and Bullets series, I've heard, is going to be a series or, or a movie, actually. Really? So, yeah. So that's exciting. I know COVID kind of put a damper on all of it, so hopefully it still happens. But um, especially, um, you know, there are some, I forget, what is it called? Passion flicks, maybe? Where they... They do, um, it's like a lot of romance novels. I think it's called that. Don't quote me. I don't know. <laughs> but you never know. Yeah. Um, I, because I, I know, like, as soon as, like, Basically, it was like once Fifty Shades came out in like movie form, everyone's just like, oh, we got to get into these more now. And, and a lot of people are just like, we got to make more movies this way. And the books were good. The movies were terrible. I'm sorry, but they were. 
I I didn't really like either um, because I liked I mean, but I loved I loved Twilight. I just didn't like spinoff. No, I I love the Twilight books. I just I feel like for the movies they kind of did um like in in the books Bella was more like independent and whatnot, where in the movies she was very not <laughs> so he was a mess <laughs> but even uh Kristen Stewart now says like she, she kind of makes fun of her acting in in those movies and I feel like you have to like the the movie was so different I don't know it's it's what you have in your head and then what you see on the screen I felt like two different experiences for me well, I heard a couple years ago they were thinking about uh, rebooting the entire series, like redoing all the movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, with the same actors? I can't imagine anyone yeah. else being Edward. They would, bring in, they would bring in new actors, and I guess there was, like, something I read about, like, uh, they asked Robert Pattinson if he was going to, like, reprise his role. He goes, no, but I'll do another character. Like, I'll do Carlisle or something. Oh, wow, I could see that. I could see that actually of like the twilight characters again like rebecca will tell you secondary characters are my favorite uh marcus who's one of the um voltori he's my favorite <laughs> he's he that sad backstory that i'm just upset at. like i don't know um i don't know if you know the backstory um but, yeah. um his was it his family or was his lover killed by um, is it Ari? Aro. Yeah, yeah. It was he. Uh, it, he married Aro's sister, and then Aro, I guess. He well, he killed his sister, but Marcus never found out. But he just like spent eternity, like lo still loving her. I don't know. I love. I love a guy that's <laughs> commits. Mm -hmm. I'm not one of, if I were to ever be like a character in a book, I would, you know, the sad wife that dies first and they're like, be happy and have another, you know, get married and be, ha I, I would not be that dead wife. I would be like, look, you mourn me for the rest of your life. You better be unhappy. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm not that, I'm not that nice. Now, if you could be, speaking of wanting to be a character, uh, if you could be any characters in any of your own books, who would it be? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, gosh. Um, that's a good, that's a really good question. Um, I think... Oh, I think I, I know. Okay, so I, I don't know. This is not a very popular series of mine, but um, I have a character named Tatiana who's a changeling in um, the series. For, it's the series, series is called The Replacement, and it's based on um, uh, folk tales where babies are replaced with changelings, and then the fairies take the baby back to, you know, or whatever the world is called I liked that so I, I created that character based on on that folktale but she was the replacement baby so um she was never supposed to live because the whole piece of um this folklore is usually these babies waste away because they're fairies and they can't live in the human world but the twist that I made was that her family just loved her so much that she was like she persevered and and grew up and um ends up realizing what she is and goes back but i always really liked her character because she is um she's really tough but not perfect and i don't i like characters who aren't who are flawed you know there some characters some people love characters who are beautiful and spunky and smart and and I just can't when I read books like that I can't relate at all so I have to make flawed characters but I love that I think I would want to be her sorry I just realized my chickens got out because oh, <laughs> I've seen I've seen uh, a few of your uh, Instagram posts where you're just like 
here's this chicken and here's this chicken. And then also one where it was, um, what was it? Like the Jurassic Park music was your dogs coming out of like <laughs> greenery. Yeah. Yeah. I always put, I have, um, like someday I would like to have more animals, but right now I just have like a little, I just have a few of it. I have a smattering, just a smattering of side animals. Like I have two chickens and a dog and three cats. And but one day I'm going to have goats and a donkey. And I mean, oh my gosh, the dream is to have a horse someday. But we have friends that have, uh, they have a couple goats. They've got a miniature donkey and then a miniature horse. And I'm just like, oh my God, but the horse is an asshole. <laughs> that sounds like the best part to me I love I love a little bit of like an animal that's a dick I think they named the horse before they found out that it was a boy so it's a boy named Coco so I think that's probably why he's a bit of an asshole and then you've got the donkey who's named Marty and it's like that is a perfect name for a donkey like Marty McFly I love it that's great I've always yeah I would let I'd love I'd love more animals but I think um, we have a German Shepherd, and he thinks that the chickens are his um, herd, and so he will run circles around them, and then they'll run because they'll get anxious, and then it just turns into this, like, tornado of fur and feathers. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised he's really good with them. My dog would go straight into, oh, look, I can just bite you, so that she would not be good with that. She's not even, like, great with other dogs. Oh my, see, that's the thing with, um, our dog Optimus, he's, um, really good with, he's good with the cats, he's good with the chickens, he's good with kids, but he, especially as he gets older, he's like a grouchy old man. He doesn't like other dogs, especially if they come into our yard or anything like that. He's like, no. No. And with, with Xena, I adopted her two years ago, so we don't know what her home life was, so we think that might have been something with it, so... We put her in a, in a board and train, but you know, we still have to keep her away from other dogs, unfortunately. And then she's too hyper because she's actually, my nephew is five months old and he's actually, or she's actually scratched his face. We're just like, we're going to keep you away from the baby. Sorry. Uh, once he gets a little bigger, then he'll be a great playmate. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now she's just, she. I don't know if your dog loves to do this, but mine does. Um, she loves to be spooned. <laughs> no, I wish he did. <laughs> I I actually woke up the other night to be the little spoon. Yeah, oh. that, that was uh, an experience on its own because I kept on just like, why am I getting kicked constantly? That's why. I love it. Yeah, I I think sometimes when I try to cuddle Optimus, he's like. I can tell you're going through something right now, but you have like 30 seconds before we're done. And that's the way it is with my cats too. We used to have my sister's cat here and, and they've got it now out where they live. And his name's Caesar and Caesar was, no offense to Caesar, but he was an asshole. He was. <laughs> um, surprisingly, he's very calm with the baby, but but he'd come in here, and, and at the time when he lived here, I had my Boston Terrier, and Jesus Christ, like, this kid, this cat faked injuries, so then the dog would get in trouble. That sounds like Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> Possibly, except for two boys. Yep, yep. Those, uh, the Siamese cats and uh, Lady and the Tramp that got her into trouble. That sign, those Siamese cats were just... Weren't they awful? They were so... They were. It seems like every cat that they do in Disney movies is just plain awful. Because if you think of Lucifer and Cinderella, I mean, that cat was mean. Yeah. I think the only one that was nice was the one in Pinocchio, and that was... Oh, God, what was that cat's name? Figaro. Figaro. I wanted to see Geppetto. I'm just like, that's not right. 
Now, Autumn would be really proud of me, Autumn Reed, because she loves Disney things. And I always tease her about loving Disney. And here I am, like, actually knowing Disney movies. So this isn't good for my, my rep. <laughs> I think, I, like, I think everyone loves Disney movies to a point, like, just a little bit. I've got a friend who's just obsessed with anything in all Disney to where um, she's actually due, I think, in a month. So she goes, any baby clothes that you buy me, it has to be Disney. Like, she wouldn't, she doesn't really want anything else. And she was crying at any time she opened up at something that had Mickey Mouse on it. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's great. <laughs> so happy. I actually just sent her an outfit the other day, and it was, um, it, it wasn't exactly Disney Disney, but it said uh, a shirt that said, I can't walk on the mermaid with, like, little mermaid pants. That's actually so cute. Yeah, that sounds adorable. For sure. So, Lisa, you, I'm going to guess that you don't just always just read romance novels, so... If you read any other genres, and I'm going to guess, like, sci-fi along with that, is there any ones that you read other than that, then? Um, yeah, um, I love, I love nonfiction, too. Um, I have, um, this author, Nathaniel Philbrick, he wrote, um, Of the Sea, or, yeah, and that is about, um, a whaling ship that um, is hit by a whale and then um, they're stranded at sea. And I love, like, I love historical nonfiction and I, I love biographies. I read this amazing one about Zelda Fitzgerald and um, she's just a fascinating, um, F. Scott Fitzgerald used her as the basis of a lot of his characters. And so, um, I don't know, I love, so I love biographies and, and historical and nonfiction stuff. I've, I've surprisingly fell in love with kind of like, um, um, oh shit, what's it called? I just had it. Um, forensic mysteries for some reason. They're so good. Yeah. I'm obsessed with Dateline and Keith Morrison. So (laughs) even though it's not a book, (laughs) I just, give me an episode of forensic files. I'm there. Mm -hmm. Or, um, uh, what's the other one? Um, American justice. That one's really good, too. I don't think I've watched that one yet. Those are good because it's, like, you don't have to wait to see how it ends. Oh, I, you know, like, like I don't know if you listen. You're, you have a podcast. I was going to say, I don't know if you listen to podcasts. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> but there's, um, it's called um, Vanished. And those are always hard because you don't always get an ending where everything is resolved. But I still love them. Yeah. I... On Netflix, I think I've watched every single, like, true crime documentary that they have, and I'm just like, when are they gonna put more up? Oh, I know. Did you watch the, um, the, that one about Chris Watts? Um, the, oh, oh, that was horrible. Oh my gosh, I watched it twice. I just can't, like, it's just, it blows my mind, the whole, like, the whole thing is filmed from the policeman's body cam, so it's, and then the text messages that give like the background because they have like this is the Facebook version of what was happening, and then it's like Shanann's text messages to her friends. Oh my god, it was like I kept hoping it would end differently too. But no, oh, there there's there's a couple documentaries where I'm just like I got really creeped out watching it, and that was when they did the documentary of like the Night Stalker. And then also like the Ted Bundy tapes, because you hear their actual voice and you're just like, oh God. And it just creeps you out. I yeah, I watched the Ted Bundy tapes and then I watched um the Zach Efron version oh, of Ted movie. Bundy. Well, I can't remember what it was called. Um it's oh, it was like 20 words. It was a lot. It was like extreme yeah, it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was really good too. That that movie, I'm just like, I I, I like Zach Afron. But that movie just kind of really creeped me out with him. 
because it was such good acting. He's, I know, he's really like high, high school musical <laughs> to now. It's like a totally different person, but. He doesn't even look the same. That's the thing, too. I know, but he's, oh gosh, what is, is he still, he's in his 20s, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's uh-huh. maybe in his 30s. I think he's I so. around it, my age. Okay, because it makes me feel weird to be like, I really like Zach Efron. And then I'm like, but what if he's 20, 24, 25? You're too young for me, Zach. Not obviously like I've got, you know, here I am sitting in my, my baseball hat. <laughs> it's like when I pick out book covers, um, sometimes it makes me, well, it definitely makes me feel super judgmental because I'll go through and I'll be like, that guy, I don't think so. He has, he's like, he's got a weird shoulder his elbow looks funny and here I am like you know in my pajamas and my hair is like in a messy bun and I look absolutely awful and I'm like judging this beautiful man by his elbow and now I want to know what a weird elbow looks like (laughs) once you go you if you've ever been on deposit photos which is like the stock photo um site um it's yeah i'd be just like that's just a wonky knee not happening why is that knee bigger than the other (laughs) his eyes are too close together well that six pack is banging but (laughs) anyway (laughs) sorry oh no you're good the trials of romance authors wow i've there in and a lot of the a lot of the covers that I see on books are are really just like half naked men. I'm just like, where's the cover with like the dad box? You don't see that. You hear about it in some books, but you don't you don't get to see the picture. I'm just like, show us that. That's a little bit more realistic for us. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, our hero. I mean, our heroes are written by women, so. That, after a while like if if so if, if there's like a sex scene going on and like after a while just all that muscle hitting you it's gotta hurt like how are you gonna do this with like eight different dudes maybe these are real things <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that's an aspect that I've never thought like this guy is definitely too muscular not it hasn't been something that I've like struggled with but you bring up a really good point and one that I'll consider in the future that's fantastic I I think outside the box what can I say no you brought it right back to reality like breaking the fourth wall well Ripley it's been great talking to you unfortunately we have to wrap up well, thank you so much for reaching out. I'm so happy to talk to you. Yeah, anytime that you want to come back on, if you guys, if you want to, if you want to bring Rebecca with you, I will gladly okay that. Um, but yeah, anytime. Oh my you- God, you should ask her, and I would. I, I'll totally um, crash that party. I did. I haven't gotten a response back. Oh really? I'm surprised. I had to do it through her website and I think that might have been why that'll be it yeah yeah I couldn't find the email to her her and tell her because I think she'd be all about that I know she was really excited when you um talked about her book and I I felt really bad that I did like a very quick little thing of hers and it wasn't like this as kind of drawn out as I do with them but I was leaving for San Francisco for a week and I'm just like I gotta get all these three recorded real quick yeah I bet it's a ton of work I it is unfortunately it's it's so it's so much but I love it though I'm very welcome. Anytime you want to come back, just let me know. And then if you even want to, if you have a, any books that you want to talk about, like we can do a full episode on that. 
Oh, yeah, cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. You should see if you can get Jamie Bennett, too, so I can crash and then I can meet her in person. <laughs> I'd have to probably read one of her books first. <laughs> I haven't read any of hers. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Okay, keep in touch. I will. All right. Bye. Bye. Guys, that's it for another episode of Not Your Normal Books. Oh, man, this has been one of my favorites so far down uh, so far. Thank you again, Ripley, for coming on and talking. It was such an amazing time. Um, remember, next week for our episode, we have Enemies by Tijan. Um, so get ready for that and remember that you guys can find me on social media at not your normal books at uh um uh on both Instagram and Twitter. You can also email me at not your normal books at gmail.com. And always remember to rate, subscribe, and review, and I will see you all next week.